0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the second CYS podcast. I am back with Moran Farhan, research analyst for the humanitarian dimension, for the third time to interview Mrs. Metra Moran, who is a young social entrepreneur with a particular interest in women's empowerment and education. How are you doing, Moran?
1: I am doing very good. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine. Thanks. Uh, So this is the third and last podcast. Uh, What are we talking about today and uh, can you present our guest a little bit more?
1: Sure. Um, So Ms. Mehran um, is, like you said, uh, a young social entrepreneur and she co-founded the Feminine Perspective Movement ahead of intra-Afghan peace negotiations. The aim of this movement is to provide a platform for women across Afghanistan to raise their voice for the protection of their fundamental rights and to ensure women's perspectives are reflected in peace negotiation processes. So you can guess a bit what we are talking about um, today. We talk about the role of women in peace building, in peace processes and how this is a fundamental keystone to achieving sustainable peace and security.
0: Thank you
1: very much. I think that will be really interesting uh, indeed. So um, let's hear the talk. Smeran. we are so, so delighted that you are um, on this podcast. And thank you for sharing your ideas and insights. Um, If I may, I would like to begin by talking a bit more about the women's narrative movement. Could you tell us more about its mission and what this movie movement
2: means to you as an afghan woman um hi everyone uh hope you are doing well uh, thank you so much uh, for having me uh, and to have um important discussions on, um, on on issues very important at this uh time uh, for women um in afghanistan uh it's Feminine Perspectives Movement. Um, it's an, a voluntary movement um, uh, where we try to um, advocate uh, for feminine, for women's perspectives to be um, reflected on the peace processes and neg- peace negotiation of Afghanistan. Uh, also, we uh, collect narratives of women across Afghanistan, mainly from women living in local areas, in rural areas, um, and ensure their voices are heard at, at policy level. Um, because, as you know, um, women in Afghanistan um, have not been uh, part of the war. They, they have not caused war. They have not benefited um, politically or economically from the war, but they have been um, uh, the victims um, who have lost uh, everything. Uh, they have lost their dear ones, they have lost their right to education, their right to work, their right to political participation. And protracted war has, has caused them to, um, to to remain suppressed um, in, in all these years. Um, so now women have uh, the very right to have their voice to ensure that um, the peace that comes uh, uh, do not trade uh, their rights and uh, especially their fundamental rights. And um, even if peace comes, it shouldn't mean uh, limiting them or, or taking um, their rights back. So that's that's what the feminine perspectives uh, goal is. Uh, and we do that through different activities. Uh, first, We collect narratives and stories of women about their fundamental rights. For example, we started for women's right right to education, then women's right to uh, work, political participation, civil um, and civic activities. Um, And then we also um, uh, collected voices of uh, war uh, victims um the other things we do is we want to give these uh stories back to the people and then we do that through local radios because we believe um in a in a developing country like Afghanistan uh radios are very convenient way for for people in rural areas because they don't have electricity and a lot of them are not watching tvs or have access to social media so we uh we work with local radios to Um, to uh, talk about these issues and then also um, broadcast um, these stories through them. Amazing. I really think Afghanistan needs
1: movements like these. Um, Afghanistan has now been at war for four decades. And you said that that the violence has been increasing during the peace talks. But why was it only possible to start peace talks um, in 2020? Um, United States government uh,
2: was uh, having um, the, not peace talks but negotiations with the Taliban, um, uh, because I think they now that they are trying to uh, withdraw, they want to um, get into an agreement uh, with Taliban, and then. Um, that process was very uh, include uh, only between United States and in in, uh, in Taliban, which I personally believe was not fair. Um, as a direct, um, as as a people who are directly uh, influenced by that war, and we we are citizens of this country, were not involved at all at the first level. Um, and then when they made um, an agreement with them, uh, the intra um, Afghan peace negotiations started, um, and then I think the the, the reason was Taliban um, this Taliban news and that this war is taking them so long, and then um, um, there is no way they can win it um, alone, um, and uh, and that's why uh, I think the uh, with the mediation of U.S. government, Taliban agreed to talk sit in one table with the Afghan government too. Unfortunately, um, it, uh, it it has worsened the situation for civilians in Afghanistan because they are now um, targeting um, civilians. But I think um, for this long, um, the, the 40 years of war, this, this crazy protracted violence that people have been suffering um, uh, happened between very different groups. Uh, for example, Mujahideen, Mujahideen and Taliban was, um, were fighting and then uh, during the banagament with Mujahideen Kim um, took the power kind of uh, and then Taliban left behind. Um, and then it's it's not the same group uh, fighting the 40 years of war. You know what I mean? It's like different groups. It was Mujahideen fighting with uh, USSR or the communism and then we went to civil war because the Mujahideen again went to uh, internal uh, their internal uh, uh, different uh, factions started fighting with each other and then uh, the Taliban they started fighting with Taliban and then uh, after the Taliban that uh, we had the Bon Agreement and a new government came and then uh, we had the Taliban and now we have different other terrorist groups. Uh, like ISIS active in here, um, so I think um, in the past 40 years we had we had different um, uh, kind of peace agreements. For example, we had one, um, we had the Geneva one, and then we had the Peshawar one, we had the um, Islamabad one, and then uh, kind of the Bon agreement is uh, a peace deal. And now we have the one with the Taliban. So, in the past 40 years, of Afghanistan had um, different um, uh, peace uh, negotiations and peace agreements. Unfortunately, um, if you see that, we uh, none of them had the necessary um, international and regional consensus we needed for that. For example, um, first. And then the second thing is, um, one of the parties uh, have always been left out. Um, for example, if you see the Peshawar in Islamabad agreement, um, the, the, the Mujahideen um, groups, uh, some of them were there, but then it Shia, Shia groups uh, were left out. If you see the Bun agreement again, Taliban were very uh, willing to join uh, the Bun, um, but then they were left out, and then they came out as a as a more um, For your question, we had a lot of peace agreements, kind of, and peace negotiations in the past 40 years. But unfortunately, um, for different reasons, as I mentioned before, none of them succeeded to uh, bring a a sustainable peace um, to Afghanistan.
1: Exactly. You need all inclusive peace talks to reach sustainable peace. Are you afraid that these attacks can cause? a barrier for reconciliation, which is one of the cornerstones of peace building and achieving sustainable peace.
2: Exactly. Um, Inclusivity is very, very important. Um, Not only um, the war parties um, or like different um, fractions, but I think um, ethnic, uh, religious, linguistic minorities are are, are need to be there. first. Second, um, and, and most importantly, women should be there, and then they they, they should have an active role. Um, that, that is very important. Um, and then they shouldn't be limited to talk only about uh, women's rights. Um, uh, because women in Afghanistan um, are contributing tremendously. Uh, they are doctors, they are engineers, they are directors, they are Ministers, deputy ministers, they should their their perspective should be reflected on um, on on everything at at a policy level in terms of how sh- if we talk about the system of the government or if we are talking about um, uh, constitution or legal authorities, everything women should be there and have their voice. A third thing, and I think that is very important for the reconciliation too, is um, uh, the victims, uh, the victims' voices, the victims' perspectives, um, and I think um, they, they need to be heard. You are so right.
1: Um, Afghan women has have suffered a lot. And looking at uh, another conflict in Northern Ireland, for example, I heard Monica McWilliams, one of the two women present at the peace talks, say, "Had women not been around, the war have, have been, would have been." Much worse, it was the women who were the peace builders from the ground up. Do you feel that in Afghanistan, this same tendency is
2: present? Um, exactly, yes. Um, for the Feminine Perspectives Campaign, when we introduced the uh, uh, "Women Right uh, to Education hashtag, uh, we received these wonderful stories uh, from, from women who had um, uh, hidden schools. And, uh um during the taliban era and um they they accepted all the hardship but uh, they opened these small classes in their houses to teach their children taking the risk and those both of those women um, that we profiled are uh, old now but they're very um, but very proud that the at the same time very um, kind of disappointed that why it's taking them too long. Uh, it, it just doesn't finish. Um, at the same time, we profiled some uh, four or five wonderful doctors in one of the very remote provinces of Badakhshan, who um, who agreed to who accepted to serve during the war, and then they were the only doctors in the northeast of Afghanistan, that all the injured people were taken to that hospital without salary, and um, and, and the the crazy thing is they didn't even get married, to not be limited, to not be able to work. Um, uh, The same thing, and I think development um, is necessary for peace. And women in Afghanistan have been the most powerful uh, backbone For civil society
1: in Afghanistan. Exactly. I love the quote that you said uh, Women are the backbone of society. Um, You also make education one of your central points of your advocacy work. Uh, I remember an interview of you saying that even if the war is finished, development is not going to be possible without education. Could you explain why education is the foundation
2: for a better future in Afghanistan? Society, a country, and the world. Um, unfortunately, um, millions of Afghans haven't been able to get the education they need um, because of a protracted war. Um, and, and it means so much um, for every sector. Um, first of all, um, it's not only education, but I believe in quality education too, um, because as long as um one of one of the areas we are suffering is radicalism, as long as our young generation is not literate enough to know what is good and what is bad for them, they are very vulnerable to be used for um for uh, political purposes and as a soldiers so or as a suicide bombers. Um, for example, a very young a uh, 16 years old boy uh, in a remote area of Afghanistan and instead of going to school it's very easy to be radicalized and sold for another group for uh, $500 to go in, um, in in suicide become a suicide bomber and and kill many people or destroy many places um first and then the second one is um i believe that women um, literacy is very important and I am focused so now I'm uh, providing scholarship for those to study STEM majors, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics because in 30 years um, around 80% of the jobs will be t- dependent on STEM and I think if women are not empowered with education uh, they won't be able to uh, compete in the market, uh, they won't be able to Uh, become independent uh, and and, and be themselves um, uh, in the future too. And then they they may need to uh, still keep doing the same fight that I am doing now. Uh, Majority of Afghan population is young. Uh, Between 16 and 28, it makes um, uh, 60 uh, something percent of the population. And if they are not educated, System gonna be broken um, economically, politically, socially. We need them to gain education, inequality education, to uh, to become active citizens. You know, to contribute um, positively um, in in this country.
1: You are so right, and we need to focus on the Afghan youth because otherwise, like you said, the system will be broken. I read in a report of the Conciliation Resources where they stated that there is actually no motivation for you to be part of the government or take part in the peace process or the development of the country. Could you tell us more about the barriers that the younger generation faces in your country to move to the political
2: and civil spheres? Personally, that you are a youth, um, a young generation, or trying their best to. And be part of um, the, the current peace processes um, through um, civil activities, you know. But unfortunately, um, Afghanistan is still um, a very uh, patriarchal country. Our social and cultural structures are honestly very male-dominated and patriarchal. We are. Uh, Older are um, more powerful, um, always need to be heard. Uh, heard. Uh, they don't um, respect youth as much as they should do, um, and um, that's why uh, m- maybe they are very disappointed. Um, that is the first thing. The second thing is, um, if you see the past two years of war and Afghanistan, our geographical location, has um, has put us in a very bad place in terms of um, international and regional politics. Uh, for example, if uh, if U.S. Um, was here, and then if um, United States wanted to fight with it, then it was Afghanistan. Um, Afghanistan was at war. Um, now, if uh, Pakistan and India have problems, they come into their politics um, inside Afghanistan. Iran has problem with U.S. or China or you know this or, or Russia. There is a lot of regional and international power complexities happening. The bad thing is that has disappointed you. We are not sure if we if we get hurt enough. Uh, do you know what I mean? Um, we, uh, people are like, even if we are, um, if you're fighting, if you're advocating, if you're going to streets, we are not heard. Experience has shown we are not heard enough. And uh, at least before 2015 and 16, or even 17, we used to do a lot of demonstrations. But a lot of them, many of them, got attacked. 50, 60 people even uh, get called, killed uh, at, um, at one of them. Now, people are the, now young people who, who used to see demonstration or going to street as a, as a strong means to keep the government accountable are afraid of their life. Um, they are not uh, honestly sure if they get hurt and then they're afraid they will get killed. Um, either by, um, you know, different uh, different service groups.
1: I can imagine if you are listening to this podcast, and let's say you are a student in Brussels, Barcelona, Washington, or wherever in the world, and you are wondering how can I help because I struggled with it myself. We do not have a large audience or a lot of resources. So how can young people
2: from all over the world help or get involved? Youth have to be heard. And 60 or 63% of Afghan populations are under age of 25. And that's huge. If they are not heard, and in the future, the, the, this process is anything now. Leave behind um, is is them who, who are the beneficiary. Um, if we are not heard, um, we suffer the consequences. If if it's, if it's, uh, even if they don't have enough soldiers, but 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 their representatives in their countries are having a voice in the in the peace process of Afghanistan. Because all the partners who came to Afghanistan beyond 2001 and through the um, international alliances group, NATO, uh, NATO um, to fight terrorism now have, have a say on that table. They, uh, the Taliban knows that they cannot control Afghanistan alone and they will need um, any government that, um, or any agreement that uh, comes after this negotiation. Um, hopefully, uh, be very inclusive, and in they and that needs the international support. So, first, um, I, I think they should talk about these issues um, and how human rights and women's rights are important. If if uh, if their country is sending uh, troops to other country, they in definitely you pay the tax. So you have the very right to make sure um, if your tax money is spent it's um, it, it, it respects human rights and it stands for um, for the uh, right causes um, and that's and that doesn't have to be a big thing for the audiences um, to hear it. just just to be aware of it read about it and write something if you see your representatives talk about it to make sure that they understand that you are following it. Um, and then I think social media is uh, closing that. And, and these values are not, uh, I think, limited to certain countries or communities. It's very worldwide. Uh, so um, talk about peace, uh, even if it's not related to Afghanistan, even if it's not about Afghanistan. But these values that we are fighting for, very basic ones, that I'm happy, hopefully you are enjoying it. Um, Talk about it, make it more universal. Um, um, Ensure that the organizations um, that are working for this around you um, are taking it seriously and doing their job as much as they should and doing enough advocacy. Thank you so much.
1: I love the way you said, I believe in the power of words. I believe in the power of voices. And everyone has, has an immense power in self and to uh, discover that. Um, I want to end this podcast by, by thanking you, Ms. Mehram, really, truly for your commitment, dedication, and thank you for sharing your experiences and advice. We wish you all the
2: best in the future. Thank you so much Maureen uh, for having me. Um, I am really uh, glad uh, that I had the chance to talk to you and then hopefully through you to uh, some people in your country. Uh, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for this interesting talk. Um, Maureen, where can we find more about this inspiring woman? Uh, Ms.
1: Mehran is also a fellow with the National Center for Dialogue and Peace. So if you want to know more about her work, you can always um, access their website. It's just www.ncdp.org.af. Ms. Mehran is also very active on Twitter, so do not hesitate to follow her. It's just metra underscore Mehran. Thank you. And thank you
0: so much again. Uh, this was the third podcast on uh, the Afghan Peace Talks process. If you have missed the podcast one and podcast two, um, go check our website at CYS.com and you can find other interesting conversations. Of course, stay tuned for more podcasts on other topics on our website. Meanwhile, thank you so much, Moran, uh, and all those uh, s- uh, inspiring women who participate in all the talks, and I hope uh, it gave you so, so a little bit of inspiration as well. Um stay tuned for more and have a great day.